0: This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Friday afternoon, I'm Spencer Chase. Farm groups are working to digest the slew of climate action at the White House and on Capitol Hill this week. Chuck Connor is the president and CEO of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives. He tells Agripulse the Biden administration's goal to cut greenhouse gas emissions in half by 2030 is one he'd like to learn more about.
1: Obviously for agriculture the you know the the details here are are important uh, what role they see agriculture playing but uh, you know just in terms of a uh, lofty goal here uh, that they're laying out I have no problem with that. Uh, we again look forward to Working with them, you know, the most significant thing I think this week has been a a show of some bipartisanship on the climate space. And, uh, you know, that's going to serve everybody well.
0: That bipartisanship he mentioned includes the Senate Ag Committee's advancement of the Growing Climate Solutions Act. He says the timing of that legislation and the broader consideration of carbon credits in agriculture is critical.
1: We've got, you know, a shot to sort of get this right. And, And as I Understand it now, particularly as it relates to carbon banking, where, you know, we're headed in a direction of, I don't know whether they're going to call them pilot programs or, or you know, sort of on the ground trials or whatever, but it's it's a methodically moving sort of effort here. And it's not just simply jumping in with both feet. And, and I think that's the right approach.
0: Connor says if the effort doesn't go right this time around, he's not sure if another Mulligan will be available. There's more from Connor, including thoughts on labor and tax policy, in our Washington Week in Review on agripulse.com. Minority farmer advocates say support for socially disadvantaged producers is not favoritism. In fact, P.J. Haney of the National Black Growers Council says there is a diminishing amount of producers left to help.
2: Uh, Currently, the statistics have shown the decline in the number of black farmers over the years. Uh, However, when we look at those numbers and we look at the number of black row crop farmers, Farmers that are in the corn, cotton, peanuts, soybeans, those numbers are very, very small and diminishing fast. You know, We know that 2% of the world's population of farmers, and black farmers represent less than 1% of the t- entire farm population.
0: Haney spoke on an AgriPulse webinar on addressing and advancing diversity, equity, and inclusion today. Steve Davies has more on that panel in his story on agripulse.com, where you can also view the event in its entirety. The transportation sector is keeping its eye on a potential railroad industry transaction. Agripulse's Ben Nulli has more.
3: A bidding war is picking up steam between two Canadian rail companies battling to buy Kansas City Southern Canadian National Railway made a nearly $33 billion offer this week to buy the rail network. This is larger than Canadian Pacific's roughly $29 billion offer made last month. Soy Transportation Coalition Executive Director Mike Steenhook sees red flags if Canadian National were to acquire the company.
0: What you routinely see uh, within the rail industry is when two railroads have a similar kind of geographic footprint, they therefore have to compete with one another, and that usually puts downward pressure on rail rates, and that's good for shippers. If the Canadian National acquisition were
2: to proceed,
0: there would be some still competition within the rail industry, but there wouldn't be another network truly like the Canadian National.
3: Both companies are trying to capitalize on a network that would connect them to New Orleans as the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement comes online. Steenhuck says Canadian Pacific has no service overlap with KC Southern, but Canadian National does have a limited overlap. On that point, he says a CPKC Southern merger would be less concerning. Steenhook also says to keep in mind an acquisition still has to be approved by the U.S. Surface Transportation Board, which is about a 16-month process. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully.
0: Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The current but temporary estate tax exemption of $11 million per person has been helpful to agriculture, but estate taxes still hang heavy over many family farm businesses. Protect the next generation of family farmers by supporting the Death Tax Repeal Act of 2021. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.